Yeah, I think what was what was key in kind of the transition or in our response to to COVID and how it literally flipped our engagement strategy on its head was that we had developed a group of ambassadors and strategic advisors, kind of a stakeholder group to serve as a sounding board. And so luckily we were in that phase where we could focus on um, a group of people, engaging a group of people that were, you know, diverse and included all our target audiences. And so it was, it was, it was easier to do that and use that group as to try to think about how to do a community-wide. And so the first question we asked them, and I'll honestly, like the world had just changed as we know it, the first, before yeah. we did anything, is this important to you all? Like, do we need to stop? Do we need to slow down? Do we need to just, is this important enough considering all your daily challenges? Do you still want to devote your time to this? And they say, yes, it's important. It's like, if we don't do it now, it won't happen. Um, because, I mean, folks were like juggling their jobs. They had become teachers at home and caregivers and all this other stuff. And on the grand scheme of things, like it's important to us. But at the end of the day, we're not saving lives. We weren't curing the pandemic. So how is this priority? And so uh, we asked that question. And so what was essential is, okay, yes, this is important to you. What's the best way to engage you? And so we had to do some things, trial and error, um, based on like people, what we believe um, were people's availability based on what we traditionally know as what works for folks. And that's in the evenings on a weekday. So we had to be really flexible in providing time. Some folks were able to do it more so than at lunch, figure that part out. <clears throat> and then also the evening works for some people, it just depends. And depending on what we were doing, um, some things had to happen on the weekends. So what was paramount to the success of what we were able to do during COVID is flexibility that the team had to be agile and flexible in its approach and tactics. Like you just had to think out of the box. And so um, the other part to that, other than asking people, what is it that you're doing? We knew this was something that was happening around the, around the country. We asked our consultants like, hey, what are other communities doing to still engage folks? And so they gave us a suite of really innovative ideas to um, implement or incorporate into our toolbox for Charlotte. So it was um, a kind of a learning from other places around the country, as well as just trying to figure out what, take those ideas and tailor them to what makes sense for Charlotte. And so one of the things we did, and I know you probably, and it's jumping to another question, um, in, in terms of one of our target audiences, the youth engagement was <clears throat> we were trying to figure out how to get people interested. We, um, particularly at CMS, the younger folks. So I had this idea, how about we do a coloring sheet to put in the lunch boxes that CMS gives out to kids every day. Oh. And so um, I had worked with the artists on a previous project 
he had this, he has this Afro-futurism aesthetic. I was like, Charlotte Future, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, that's really cool. So he was so excited. He's a Charlotte native. He loves kids. He was like, yes, Alicia, I'll do it. So he designed this coloring sheet um, that related to how kids can think about the future. And then we were able to translate it in Spanish. And um, he worked on a digital platform for it that, that didn't take off as well. <laughs> but we ended up distributing like 1,100 coloring sheets to CMS and other art programs and um, youth programs throughout the city. Like they wanted the coloring sheet. And we had crayons, 2040 crayons and, and everything. And so the challenge we, we had started this Imagine CLT challenge. They could post their colorings on, on, um, and on Instagram or social media and tag us. And so I think there was a prize, it may not have been a prize, I don't know. But that's what we did, gave people some, I can't remember if there was a prize or not, gave people some instructions on how to post and, and why to post it. So we ended up in like a couple of local media outlets caught on to it and wrote about it. But it was just something, we were just really trying to make sure that we still reach our target audience and audiences and that was one of the ideas that kind of took flight. We've done, I believe, with the comprehensive plan, we have created such an innovative platform or suite of tools or toolbox mm -hmm. that we can replicate all over the city, but just tailor it to the particular neighborhoods. And yes. I'm so I'm really excited about like you, you have like a particular neighborhood, you, you can really be intentional about reaching out to kids and, re and, and really intentional about reaching out to seniors. Like you can really focus. Um, mm -hmm. That I'm excited about, but the constraint will be how and if the city as a broader organization feels the need to control that. Uh, that's our biggest constraint. And then it might be resources as well. Yeah. Yeah. Because as much engagement as folks are asking for, nobody's allocating funding for it. Right. <laughs> That's the conflict, isn't it? Like nobody. So it's funding yeah. overall management or regulation of engagement activities. I would say the big two biggest constraints. Yeah, so working within those, it seems like, um, like for my recommendations, I'm thinking mainly how can we like either use things that had been used before in the account planning engagement or like build on um, programs that had already existed. Like um, Kathy talked a little bit about the youth and planning days that were like those summer, there were these summer days that, um, I guess, I don't know if they would have happened last year, so maybe not during your time, but um, mm -hmm. or the yeah. last two years. Um, but that does seem like potentially a good opportunity, but maybe challenging during the pandemic. Um, yeah. Yeah. And that's yeah. thing is just that we don't know how long it's going to go on or how, what things will be able to happen. Yeah. The, um, 
youth and planning has been something that the planning department has done like since I've been in Charlotte, um, mm-hmm. 2004, maybe not the way it was done in the past few years, but something where we intentionally brought in students into the government center to learn about mm-hmm. planning and politics. Like it was and it was amazing how it had evolved over the years. And I think that's something that we plan to pick back up. But I think it, I mean, I think folks are starting to understand that COVID is our new norm. It, it'll be an endemic and not a pandemic. It's, it's something that we'll always have. And so we're proposing to kick that off this, this um planning one-on-ones, the planning academy, youth and planning, all that stuff this summer. So it's it's starting to, to reach back out to them on a more consistent basis. Because here's my biggest concern, Ren, is that people, yeah. people feel like, and they have for years, that the city, particularly the planning department, only wants to come to them when they want something. And I feel like community engagement should be ongoing and continuous. Like you are always touching, touching or getting a pulse on the community at all times, regardless whether you have a project or not. And so you build that trust, you build those relationships. So when it's time to do an initiative, that's not the first time you're talking to people and they're like, who are you and why are you here? But if we do it all the time and build those relationships, it makes the work easier. So that's what we're going to get back to doing in the in the summer once this policy map gets adopted. We'll start back engaging and, and making sure people know that that we that planning is iterative, it's always happening. And here's how you can take place in that in the in the, in that project, in the projects so or moving forward. Yeah, I'm I'm really glad to hear that because I I I obviously completely agree with that whole like that's what right. we're learning about in planning methods right. is, like if it's for a project as early as possible and outside of that just make sure you have a relationship there and I think that's um it's, it's exciting to hear that those projects are in motion um in some way 